0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.
1: Hello, friend. My name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to my program today. You know, yesterday... Oh, what a time we had talking about how good God is and that he would put the Holy Spirit, the great comforter, the great teacher, the great guide, the great searcher of our heart inside of us forever and never, ever leave you for a second after you got born again. Is that miraculous? But that's the truth. That's because he loves you so much. I encourage you to, to watch that again because it was so encouraging about the Holy Spirit and how wonderful, how very wonderful that he is. Well, if you need prayer, we're here to pray for you. And we want to know what's your need, what's going on. You need somebody to stand with you to, we can't join hands with you, but we can write to you, we can pray with you over the phone, and we can agree with you before God for your needs. And if you have a response to the program, please let me know. Your responses mean so much to me. Well, I'm going to begin, and our text really is Psalm 139. And the reason it's Psalm 139 is because I love this Psalm and uh, it's so amazing and it talks so intimately about how God loves us, how his attention is on us, how we can't get away from him and I just can't wait to share it with you. So the first verse. We studied already. It says, Lord, you have searched me and known me. And we talked about the Holy Spirit and how that he's inside of you and that he's searching inside of you. He sees your weakness. He's searching how to help you out of your weakness. He convicts us of our sin. Uh, He comforts us. He tells us it's going to be okay when something's really, really almost unbearable. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's his loving voice. He loves you so much. That's one reason he's searching inside of you, because he loves you so much. Well, look at verse 2 of chapter 139 of Psalms. And friend, the reason that I am talking to you so much about the love of God is because hard times come to all of us. And when when they come, we really need to know what we believe or we'll move off of what we really know is scripture and move to our reasoning that, oh, well, The sickness is here because God's trying to teach me something. God does not need sickness to teach you anything, nothing. He has the Holy Spirit inside of you to teach you. He doesn't need sickness. Oh, I'm going through bankruptcy because God's trying to teach me to be patient. It's wrong. Bankruptcy, sickness, disease. It's not from God, it's from the devil. He's not trying to use something that's from the devil to teach you. Oh, friend, we need to know that God is good. Even if something bad happens, we need to stand and say, You know, I don't understand everything, but I know that my God is good and that he loves me. Look at verse 2. It says, you know my sitting down and my rising up. Now, I want to ask you a question. Who cares about when you sit down or when you rise up? I just think that is completely amazing. God knows. He knew when I sat down in this chair. And when I get up from this chair... He's going to know that I rose up from this chair. If you're sitting there and you're listening to me and you need to get up for some reason, he knows when you got up. He knows when you're going to lay down tonight. He'll see you doing it, laying down. You say, that's, that's amazing. How, how can God over 7 billion people in the world know when every single one of them sits, sits in a chair lays down stands up is this the truth? is David having a revelation of the goodness of God that's so hard for our minds to understand you know it's okay if you don't understand this I don't understand it either but it's not okay if we don't believe it He knows when you sit down. He knows when you rise up. He knows all your movements, every one of your movements. Look at the rest of that verse. You understand my thought afar off. Now, this this word to understand in the Hebrew is a word named zara. And it means to sift or to scrutinize. And it's, it's saying that my thoughts, my, uh, my thoughts, even if they haven't even conceptualized, I'm not even sure what I really think, I'm still thinking about it. You hear a lot of people say nowadays, I'm processing. <laughs> well, what you're processing, he knows. He knows why you're processing. It says that he understands your thought afar of off. Before it's even made plain to you, he understands it. He has scrutinized it. He has inspected it. This verse, it goes on to say, You comprehend my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. All right. This means that he knows all about you, all about you. He knows your works. He knows your ways, he knows your words, he knows even your thoughts while they're forming. And this knowledge is so, it's so huge. He even knows your tendencies. He knows like, let's say, you like to drink coffee in the morning because Your tendency is to drink coffee in the morning. I know that this sounds almost ridiculous, but it can't be because it's the word of God. He knows, he cares that so much about you. He knows you so intimately that he even knows that you like your coffee in the morning. He knows that you maybe, maybe a, You don't enjoy the outdoors. Some people don't enjoy the outdoors. Some people just love concrete. It's a tendency. Something about you. Are these things earth shattering? No. But what I'm pointing out to you is these intimate, intimate details about you. He knows. He knows your thoughts before you even think them. He knows every word, every single word that comes out of your mouth and my mouth. He knows it. It's amazing. You're going to see as we study about from Psalm 139 that more and more intimate details that he knows about you that nobody else does and nobody else cares. But he cares. You know, think about it. Think about his love, which I'm describing to you right now. But think about a God who loves you so much. He loves me so much that he would leave heaven, he would leave glory, he would take on the form of a human being, he would subject himself to all kinds of treatment, of being denied, of being accused over and over and over again, of being misunderstood, of being judged, then going to the cross, then his flesh being torn. He didn't take all that punishment as God. He put that, his God, his Godship away from him. He endured that as a man, a man that was seeking after God. He did that for you he did that for me the bible says in hebrews chapter 4 that he was tempted in every single way that you've ever been tempted now he didn't sin but but he was tempted so he could understand you so he could have mercy on you i, I got to read you a verse it's in hebrews It so explains more about the love of God, which is what we're talking about. Because I want you to, I want us to get it in our minds and in our heads of this incredible, intimate love that he has for you, that he even cares when you sit down and when you stand up, that he even cares to know your thoughts. That He's even attentive to your words. I'm praying the Holy Spirit that He opens up our minds and our hearts to more of the love of God. Now, now look at this. This is in Hebrews. It's chapter two, and it's a verse. Um, it's it's verse eighteen, and it says, "For He, for in that He Himself." has suffered, being tempted so that he is able to aid those who are tempted. He was tempted so he could help you and me when we're tempted. He laid down glory. He took on human flesh he took on pain and rejection and denial and accusation suffering beyond what we could understand so that he could help us when we were tempted do you not think that's amazing Brenda I want us to get it I want us to try to get it that he loves us that much. Not just like, oh yes, I know Jesus died for me. No, I I want it to go deeper than that. that. It affects your mood. It affects how you talk to people. It affects what you think about yourself. It affects what you believe about your future. It affects how you get up in the morning. God doesn't show us his love just so we can remain the same. He shows us his love and gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can change and be more like him. Fantastic. It's just fantastic. Now, now go back with me to uh, Psalm 139. And we're going to see more. Okay, so I already said to you, verse 4, For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before, and you've laid your hand on me. Now, what does that mean? That means that he puts borders on our life. Now, this is amazing. He loves you so much. You are so his that he puts borders around you. And he says, okay, I'm going to let you go. I know you're not thinking right. I know you're not even doing right. I'll let you go this far. But you're not going any further. I'm going to put a border right there. You're not going any further. And then we get in another ditch, just like sheep. And we go over here. And we start thinking wrong, believing wrong, and maybe doing wrong. And there's the border. And he says, I'm not letting you go any further. I just read it to you. You can't deny it. You have hedged me behind and before. He does have borders. You are his child. You can't get away from him. I've already told you that. The Holy Spirit's inside of you. You can't get away from him. He loves you too much. He's not going to leave you. And he loves you so much That if we do start acting like dumb sheep and we start going off this way or going off that way, that he puts borders. And he says, no, no, you're not going that way. Nope, stop. No, you're not going that way. Stop. And by the Holy Spirit's power, he brings us back in to where we can hear his voice again and have fellowship with him. I think it's just amazing. Let's go on. And laid your hand on me. (laughs) God's hand is on you. You know, it says in Isaiah chapter um, 40, uh, no, 41, I have to read it to you about his hand. His hand is so on you. His hand is so on you. Listen to this. Chapter 41 of Isaiah. Fear not, verse 10, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. There's his hand. Verse 13, for I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. His hand is upon you. That's just what we read. That's just what we see in Isaiah. You can't act like you're alone. The Holy Spirit's inside of you. The Bible just said, we just read it in Psalm 139, that his hand is on you. You can't escape him. He's not going to let you go too far this way or too far that way. He's hedged you in this way and hedged you in that way. That is the love of God. You know, I see parents sometimes and they don't give their children borders. They just say, oh, you can do whatever it is you want. I even heard of a parent just recently tell the babysitter, We don't tell our children no. We do not want to quench their creativity. And so if they want to destroy the house or if they want to break this, just let them because they're more important than those things. Well, of course, they're more important than those things. But that's leaving that child. If you don't say no to that child, you give that child no borders. And when you give that child no borders, it gives that child no security. It's love to bring borders to your children. And it's the love of our God that hedges us in this way or that way and will not let us go any further. Do you see that? Do you see the love of God? Powerful, so powerful. And I want to close with this next scripture. It says, well, first first David said, such knowledge, it's verse six, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain to it. And he, he says there that such knowledge of God about me, the way I reason, my tendencies, my issues in life, the secret traits about me, he all knows them. And David says, this knowledge, this knowledge of God is beyond me. It's beyond me. You know, actually, of course, of, of course, we don't understand. Who can understand what I'm saying? I don't. I don't understand how a God, the maker of heaven and earth loves me so much that he cares that much about me to even know when I sit down or stand up or to know every single word that's on my mouth or to understand all my thoughts before I even think them or to even care about my tendencies. But it's true. And David said, this knowledge, this knowledge is beyond me. He just says, beyond me. But he didn't say he didn't believe it. That's the important thing, friend. To take in the knowledge, to take in the truth, and to believe it. To believe it. Okay, now look at this next part, verse 7. Where can I go from your Spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Now, I looked up this word presence, and it can actually mean the presence of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You cannot, you cannot escape the presence of the Father. You cannot escape his love. You cannot. Sorry to get emotional, but this is pretty amazing. You cannot escape the presence and the power and the sacrifice that Jesus gave, the Lamb of God for your life, the love that's in that. You can't escape it. And the Holy Spirit, He's here in the earth. He's, if you're a believer, He's here on the inside of you. He's with you. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, He's on you for power. You can't escape that. And David was saying, David was saying, where can I go? Where can I go from your spirit? And where can I flee from your presence? And then he describes heaven and earth and hell. He says, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. There's no place you can go and escape him. Escape the love of the Father, the tremendous sacrificial love of Jesus redeeming us, giving us grace and mercy every single day in the presence of the powerful Holy Spirit that is with you and will never, ever leave you. You can't escape that. There's someone I'm talking to right now, and you, in fact, there's tears coming down your eyes. And you said, I didn't know. I didn't know. I I thought it was because I thought I did so much wrong. I'm a believer, but I've done so much wrong. I I thought he wouldn't receive me anymore. I thought I'd gone too far. Tears coming down your face. I want to tell you, you've not gone too far. He's hedged you in here and hedged you in there. It's not an accident that you're watching this program right now. It's not me that's talking to you. It's the Holy Spirit that's talking to you. He is wooing you. He is wooing you back to Himself. He's saying, you can't escape from my love. You can't escape from my presence. You can't escape that I own you. I bought you with the price of my blood. You're not your own. You're mine. I treasure you. Please let us know how we can pray for you if that's you. I know the power of God is on you right now. I love you. I love spending this time with you in the amazing Word of God. And I'll see you next time.
0: Women are powerful and very influential. But what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament, Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. is made possible by the giving of the God called partners of Renner Ministries.